Hey there, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of Tricky Kid Radio. As always, I am your host, Roy Turner. My co-host, Melissa Hatfield, is off this week, so uh, you just just get me, but we're going to have a great old time. I mean, hello, the performers of Suicide Girls, Blackheart Bolesque, are taking over our airwaves this week. Uh, this is going to be a great show. We've got uh, the, the um, founder of SuicideGirls.com and the whole Suicide Girls movement, Missy Suicide, is here. Uh, if you haven't seen uh, their their traveling burlesque uh, cosplay freak out awesome badass uh, traveling circus there, um, definitely check it out. Go to suicidegirls.com. Go to Blackheart Burlesque. Look up tickets. We have the the host of the show and kind of the face of uh, the brand for the last you know x amount of years. We have Sunny Holiday. She was such a blast to talk to, and she's always so much fun, and you'll see why she's uh, the host and uh, uh, with the most. Uh, I was going to try to spare you a cliche there. Uh, and then we keep rocking. I mean, the whole show couldn't be done without uh, – it's done so well with uh, some great choreography and great dance and music and fun and just awesomeness. And we have Lyric Suicide, who is actually their choreographer. So um, – yeah, man, Missy, Sunny, Lyric, they're they are coming in. They're taking over Tricky Kid Radio uh, to tell you all about Black Heart Burlesque. Um, we're going to play some new music. Uh, we're going to tell some stories, and uh, we're going to find out all about uh, this great, great show and also where you can find out where you can see it uh, in a city near you. Remember, you always can find us on Twitter at the uh, Tricky Kid number two. It's Tricky Kid in the number two. Uh, check out Tricky Kid TV on YouTube. Uh, lots and lots of great episodes uh, we've we've had up there, and, and more coming. Uh, the best thing to do is subscribe to the show, man. You can, you know, of course, you can stream it from our website, which is trickykid.com. That's tricky-kid.com. And uh, you'll see more pictures of, of what we're talking about, uh, of the Suicide Girls and uh, the Black Heart Burlesque and, um, you know, links where you can hear new music and stuff. But the best way also is to subscribe. Go to iTunes and just type in Tricky Kid Radio Podcast or just Tricky Kid Radio. It'll come right up. Click subscribe and shows just like this one will pop up each and every single week um, into your iTunes. Uh, we've had a lot of great guests. We had Mixmaster Mike from the Beastie Boys on last week. Uh, lots and lots of great stuff coming up. Members of Anthrax. Uh, Slayer's Final Tours coming up. Uh, lots of lots of hip hop. Uh, we've got so many great, uh, great guests coming up. Uh, we're going to be talking with uh, uh, actress Mindy Raymond next week. So you're definitely going to want to stick around for that. Uh, so, hey, man, let's get right to it. Uh, like I said, the the girls of Blackheart Burlesque from SuicideGirls.com. We have the founder. Uh, so let's go ahead and get Missy Suicide. Hi. Thank you for having me. So we caught the Blackheart Burlesque last Friday in Dallas, and it kicked serious ass. I wanted to ask you about what was was the motivation behind doing a live show? Is it just the natural evolution of what you guys were already doing with suicidegirls.com? Yeah, so um, we we reinvented the the pinup the classic pinup photo like Think Betty Page, and we put a modern updated twist on it like girls with piercings and tattoos. Right. Um, and so we wanted to take the same sexy. Uh, so we wanted to update uh, classic burlesque in the same way and put our own sort of unique twist on it. 
Um, so we took the same like sexy classic spirit of um, burlesque and um, the two percent female members these days. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so you know, as a result, uh, I mean, hundreds of couples have met on the site and gotten married. Wow. Or thousands of couples have met and gotten married. Hundreds of babies have been born because <laughs> their parents met on Suicide Girls. Um, you you so, changed yeah. a generation. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully there, there will be a generation of more um, uh, positive, uh, like-minded people um, in, uh, amen to in that. existence because, because of Suicide Girls. Uh, amen to that. I, I loved how dialed into um what are your personal interests that allows you to be so dialed into that like is that legend of zelda you know there's 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 that familiarity there i mean i've always been obsessed with like pop culture and nerd culture and um you know it's uh it's it's always been super um and, and music as well and so it's it's uh it's sort of my uh, I don't I don't know how to describe it, how to describe it nicely. But so it's kind of my like OCD sort of thing is like pairing up the music to the to the theme and making sure that um, that everything flows really well. Um, you know, like finding the perfect K-pop song to go with the Sailor Moon number, and um, you know, it's it's a personal obsession. <laughs> well, it pays dividends to you. It, it's very communal, just like the site, correct? Yeah, I mean, I think I feel like it's it is a very communal experience because everybody can um, everybody has this, has the cultural touch points um, that they can they can access the 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 girls with, and so it um, it builds quite the community experience. Now, you debuted it over 15 years ago, and it ran for one year, but it took a, about a decade to kind of bring it back in the current form that we know it now as the Blackheart Bolesque. What, uh, what transpired during that time that, that made you feel like it was time to bring it back? Um, well, we, we took a break. We did it for a couple of years, and then we took a break because um, it, was, it was a lot of intense um, I don't know, touring is not easy. <laughs> and so um we I've did done a, a lot of touring like, myself, so yeah. <laughs> um we were like, Do you want to do a tour this year or do you want to put out a book? And we were like, Well, let's put out a book and then it was like, Do you want to <laughs> do a tour or a movie? And I was like, Well, let's do a movie and then tour or a comic book and so it just kept getting pushed on the back burner and on the back burner and then um it's uh everything kinda of convened and um we we had the idea to do black heart burlesque and um, really thought about it and sat down and um, planned out and, you know, we're a little bit more strategic about it. We had a little bit more experience under our belt and um, and we we conceived of the Black Art Burlesque show and um, it's been amazing and I feel like every year it just keeps getting better and better and um, the girls are just tremendous performers. Um, we're so lucky to have so many talented, amazing, beautiful women um, that want to take part in our show it's it's it just blows me away every year like how many great people how many great performers there are out there well i've seen the show uh, what are some of the ideas that you would like to you think you would like to explore to add into to the next show like the next like sky's the limit kind of thing 
Well, I mean, so this year we're trying out, because we have so many performers, each show is different. Like every show on the tour is is different. And every show um, that uh, um, we're coming back to most of the cities this fall, and all of those are going to be pretty different as well. um, And have different cast. And, and, um, you know, so like there there are a few shows this year that I'm really excited about. Um, The girls are doing a Handmaid's Tale number in their... um, singing and rapping and like doing all of this live and like it's it's turning into like uh it's it's just it keeps growing the the more amazingly talented people we have and so you know we're trying that out in a few cities we're doing um you know the uh Lindsay Jennings is doing the comedy stand-up you know opening for us in a number of cities it's um you know it's it's really um taking off in so many ways that I could have never imagined. And it mostly is. I mean, that's the thing. Like, that's kind of the unique position that that I find myself in in starting Suicide Girls is like, anything that I dream up, I can do. And that's, it's an amazing feeling. And, you know, I feel like extremely lucky. But, um, you know, I feel like it's also a way that that I've been able to... um, show other other women that you know you don't have to fit into whatever mold um people you know whatever predetermined molds or predetermined career paths you know that are out there you can create your own space and find find your own space create what you want what you what you're passionate about and what you would like to see in the world and and i love the positivity there because uh now i know the origin of the term suicide girls but for our listeners that may not know it i would love for them to hear it directly from you um, so it it's, comes from a Chuck Palahniuk book, um, Survivor. He he wrote Fight Club, and um, he's describing the girls that hang out in Pioneer Square in Portland. Um, but to me, it means um, girls who commit social suicide by choosing not to fit in to to the, to the social norms that that go their own way. Right, but instead of that being a negative, this whole thing is just such this positive thing of of again of you know this very sincere kind of honest way of, of, uh, you know, kind of forging your own path, doing your own thing, this very liberating type of, of experience that's set to great music and, and, you know, great routines with, with beautiful women. Yeah. And, you know, all the, the cast is, you know, it's, it's made up of all sorts of, of different women from around the country and like, um, you know, all different, body types and hair colors and, and ethnicities and, and whatnot. And like, um, you know, if you go to the show, you're likely to find a woman that looks similar to you. And, um, you know, we're really, um, you know, they're all up there and they're all really proud and excited and, and gorgeous and talented. And it's, it's, um, it's really a fun sort of experience for, um, for, for women to see other women enjoying themselves and, and their sexuality and their um and their beauty and their bodies um and uh being appreciated for for doing so for sure and one thing i, I really noticed was that the crowd really did reflect uh which of course is a uh, you know the, the largest campsite uh how did the sponsorship or the or the the collaboration with mfc come about um we were approached by um, my free cams to to do a part or to do a, a sponsorship 
Um, and it made sense because we um, we had tried to stream our show on, you know, Instagram or Facebook or uh, at the time there was, um, oh man, I can't even remember the name of the streaming site, but, um, um, and we got shut down on all of them because pasties are, are too much apparently. And so, <laughs> um, and so my free cams doesn't have the same sort of, uh, hookups or hangups rather. Um, and so, uh, it, it made sense for us to partner with them and they've been, they've been amazing. They've got, um, their own community of, of beautiful women, um, that, uh, that come out to our shows and, um, it's, it's been a really, really beneficial, great partnership, um, gift bags that, um, that we distribute to, to all of the girls. Tell me some other aspirations that you have in this medium or in this realm that you have you haven't yet uh ventured that you hope to. I mean it would be a great it would be great to have like a permanent home for the tour, to have like a club space. Yeah. Um in LA or New York or Vegas. Um it would be great to work on a TV show, um, so we can spread our message even wider. Um, you know, even like doing some sort of, I mean, really like a horror movie or anything, like there's just so much that we could expand on, you know, have like a makeup line or have, um, hair color line. Right, right. You guys introduced a vape pen line recently, is that correct? Yes. But I myself don't smoke, and so I'm probably not the best person to talk about it. I don't either, so. <laughs> <laughs> so for, for a couple I know of that the girls love it. <laughs> right. For a couple of non-smokers, we'll just let the smokers out there know that, that that's an option if you so choose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if if you're in LA, I think I, I don't I don't know, but yes, the, you can search out the Suicide Girls. I think it's chill this year without giving too much away to our oh listeners gosh. what would you say is your favorite it's so hard there's so many numbers that are so great yeah and i mean i was just out on the road with the girls and so and i felt like the cast swap so it's it's even harder <laughs> you know um were you at the dallas I, show on, were you at the dallas show last friday um i wasn't at dallas houston um Austin and uh, New Orleans. Got it. Okay. So I just missed um, you. Just missed me. Yeah. Um. But um, the the Rick and Morty number is pretty pretty awesome. This year. Yeah. Whatever reason, based on personal taste. Um. Well, one that I I mean they talked about the Handmaid's Tale that I'm really excited about. Right. Um, right. Just because they like they rap original lyrics on it, and it's like you know, it's I don't know, so powerful. But it it only works when there's the same three performers on, and so there's only like six shows this year that they're all on on this on the tour at the same time. So um, that's uh, that's one of them that I'm very excited about. That um, is. One that only so if you if you're lucky enough to catch the six shows that the girls which I think New York City is one of them. Okay. Um, there have been a couple that we've worked on like the Spice Girls number that we tried that just it just didn't didn't work 
for, um, you know, a big 90s girl power movement sort of. <laughs> right. and, but it just, it doesn't hit with everybody. They're pretty awesome. Like, um, I got to see uh, Slave Leia to, set to um, Grimes, which was pretty... Uh, how long does this tour last on this current leg? Um, it goes until May 12th in L.A. Okay. And then um, it starts again in the fall, I think, September. And do you purposely stay off the road in the summertime uh, for any specific reason? Um, I think we're doing some shows in Europe and um, giving the girls a little... Right. Rest, so. <laughs> right. Yeah. And not having to compete um, with all the summer tours and stuff too, you know. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the fall and the spring do best for us in the US and then, you know, we it gives us time to do Europe and Australia and Canada in the summer. Well, you guys are taking over the world, man. So why don't you tell our listeners, uh, again, uh, if they're interested in uh, A, if they want to actually join suicidegirls.com either as just as a fan or actually as a, uh, you know, actually be a part of the site and, and as a featured person, and or also how that maybe they could at some point join the Black Heart Burlesque. Um, if they're interested in joining the site, they can go to suicidegirls.com slash join and become a member of the site and have access to over 3,000 um, beautiful official Suicide Girls photo sets, as well as hundreds of thousands of hopeful photo sets, um, and access to the community, um, which if you ask any Suicide Girl what her favorite part about being a Suicide Girl is, she's going to say it's the friendships that she's made um, and the connections. And um, you get access to, like, groups where you can talk about anything like uh, comic books or video games or music or um, whatever vegan cooking, whatever it is that you're into, um, there's a group for it, and you can meet people from around the world that will chat with you. Um, if you're interested in becoming a model, you can apply at suicidegirls.com slash model and submit your photo set and talk to Rambo and her team, and she will um, make you feel welcome. And um, if you're interested in auditioning for the bur burlesque tour, we hold auditions um, in cities kind of across the country, these, around the world, really, these days, um, London and New York and L.A. and um, Arizona and all over the place. Um, uh, you just have to check uh, social media and we'll post them up okay. and, um, when we're going to hold auditions. When do those typically take um, place? Usually, usually at the end of the year? Or? Um, typically, they take place before, like a couple months before the we go out on the road, so um, <clears throat> probably the end of summer. Okay. Like August-ish. Um, we'll be holding auditions again. Um, and uh, I mean, but if we're in Europe, it'll probably be a little um, this summer. It'll probably be coincide with those dates. Um, and then uh if you want to come out to the burlesque tour, you should go to blackheartburlesque.com and get your tickets because it's an amazingly fun night. And, and I can you'll attest never to that. forget. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's right. To our listeners out there, go see this tour, Blackheart Burlesque. Make sure you hashtag Blackheart Burlesque 
uh, I know that the girls uh, told me that they uh, they all look at the uh, at all this all your social media posts and and because the whole idea is to build a community, like you said, to build friendships, to make connections, and uh, and be yeah, part of this. Tonight, that could change your life. Um, yeah, we had it. We call it. There was a there's a, a portion of the evening where we call up a couple on stage, um, and the couple that we called up on stage randomly had met at the previous show two years ago, and they've gone to every show since. See? Um, (laughs) Yeah, you can meet your significant other. Right, I mean, Sunny, who who hosts our show a part of the time, um, she was an audience member, um, and she was so inspired by the girls that she came out and auditioned, and now she's been touring with us for five years. So um, it's, it's a night that could change your life. That's right, that's right. And, and it's real. I mean, it's like that's not just like, that's not just a tagline, and it, and it will certainly be something that you'll never forget. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, well, Missy, thank you again so much for joining us this week. It's been a, such a pleasure speaking with you, and uh, would again love to have you back on sometime soon uh, to talk more about again this great tour, uh, this great community, and all the different en- endeavors that you guys. Um, have got coming up and uh, and and around the corner there. So, again, Missy Suicide, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. And uh, we'll talk soon. Love to have you back. Okay. All right. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you, Missy. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. I want to thank Missy Suicide so much for joining us this week. That was such a good time and so much great information from such a visionary, such a such an innovator. Uh, that has built this amazing thing that has been so great to watch grow and, and continue to grow. And so definitely check out, uh, you know, Black Heart Burlesque. Uh, get your tickets. Find out when they're coming to your city. Um, we have so much more coming up. Like I said, we have the host MC. We have Sunny Holiday. Uh, she is so awesome and just born to do it. Uh, obviously, uh, we also we have choreographer of lyric uh, coming up later in the show. Uh, she is so talented and so awesome. Uh, right now, I'm going to play some music. Um, speaking of the word of, of punk and steampunk and cosplay and all that all that great fun stuff, um, is uh, a band I want to tell you about called, called DK Zero. One of the probably the most talented and most amazing cosplayers I've ever seen is a British cosplayer uh, goes by the name of Kato. I believe that she resides currently in California, uh, but she is has been around for a while. She's a TV personality. She's a fashion designer. Um, she has her own steampunk couture brand. Uh, and she's just amazing. You can't imagine um, how talented this person is. So along with, you know, the cosplay uh, and the modeling and, you know, the, the fashion lines and the designing, she's also a musician. Uh, and she's in this great band called DK Zero. Uh, and they have a single uh, called Blood and Violence. It's from their debut album, From Nothing. Uh, the album is going to drop sometime this summer. Uh, anyway, this track completely blew me away. It's awesome. Check it out. Again, this is DK Zero with Blood and Violence. And we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors with Sunny Holiday, the MC from Suicide Girls Blackheart Burlesque.
man, just awesome. What a great track. Again, DK Zero, Blood and Violence, uh, is the single. The album is coming out this summer. Uh, to find out more about Kato, uh, go to uh, steamgirl.com. I believe that she's uh, Kato Punk on Instagram. Uh, check it out. I mean, her cosplays are unbelievable. They're so next-level business. And again, like I said, in all her different uh, business ventures uh, with the, the clothing line, and of course, and now music. So it's great to uh, to, to, you know, to support such, such an amazing visionary artist. Like the Suicide Girls and uh, the girls of uh, the amazing performers of uh, the Black Heart Burlesque. Uh, so coming up next, we have MC uh, and host, uh, the amazing Sunny Holiday. We want to, uh, again, uh, mention about our sponsors. If you go to trickykid.com, uh, click on the link there that's... Uh, it's officefurniturego.com. Everybody needs office furniture. So, you know, spring, it's time of renewal. So if you're ready to, uh, you know, shape up that new office in your house or office or whatever you want to do, uh, click on that. If you make a sale, uh, they'll throw a few bucks back our way. And it kind of keeps shows like this rolling and we're able to bring it to you each and every each and every single week. Lots and lots of great stuff coming up. Um also, you know, my alter ego, DJ Tricky Kid, lots of appearances coming up. Um, I'll be at the uh, the Coachella Valley uh, Arts and Music Festival uh, this next coming weekend out, of course, in Indio, California. Uh, lots and lots of great parties if you go to TrickyKid.com to find out more. And we're looking forward to seeing everybody out there at Coachella once again this year. Uh, okay, so again, without further ado, uh, let's get Sunny on. Greatest stage name of Sunny Holiday. She is the face <laughs> of one of the most iconic brands of the last 25 years uh, of Suicide Girls, and again, the host of their awesome traveling uh, burlesque show, which is called Black Heart Burlesque. Sunny, welcome to Tricky Kid Radio. Oh, thank you so much. That was, I think that's the best introduction I've ever had in my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I appreciate well, it. <laughs> Well, it's deserved. 
deserving because I swear getting to you uh, has been like trying to get through to the president back back when we had a president, I should say. But <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> you have been agreed. Yes, yes, right. You have been a tough person to to hold down, man. You don't find Sunny. Sunny finds you. <laughs> that's so funny. You know, yeah, we have a crazy schedule actually today. Well, of all times right now, we had a crazy um, load-in situation. Not crazy, just untraditional for us, you know, so it's like no matter what, there's always something going on. Uh, for, so. for, <laughs> for sure. I've done a lot of touring uh, in my life as well um, with, with different uh, bands and different capacities, so I completely can commiserate with you. Uh, what city are you calling me from right now? Um, we're in Philadelphia today. Oh, nice, nice, good, good, good. Uh, and so, a lot of lot of affection for that for that city. So, Philly's in for a for a for a good treat tonight. Uh, so, I wanted to ask you. Uh, so, what was your first like? I know that there's a kind of kind of an overtold story that you are kind of the American dream. It was like you uh, <laughs> you went to a Suicide Girls show as a fan and just like hopped up on stage and somehow uh as as Catherine told the story that you never left. Will you walk yeah, our we, listeners <laughs> will you walk our listeners through through that story? Absolutely. Um I wish it was as quickly and as magical as it sounds, but um it it almost was. Um and I think it's a story that reminds people to never stop trying and to um right never limit themselves and their opportunities. I just went to the show as a fan. I was a working burlesque artist, though, in New York for about eight years before that. Um, but, I, I mean, I just went as a crazy drunk fan, you know? <laughs> so I was off the clock that day. I wasn't, like, you know, I didn't really determine. And it's funny because about a week before then, I went to a show in New York and ended up on stage and all this stuff. But it was, like, at Nurse Betty's. It was a really small show. And um, my friends were like, you always end up doing that. Um, you know, when your friends exaggerate, I'm like, I, I don't always do that. I did that last week. So <laughs> um, then they were like, well, you, you should, you should try to get on stage as a volunteer today or something. And I'm like, well, um, I didn't, I, I just thought that was a hilarious thought. I had never been picked out for anything in a big show before. And I don't know what it was like. My friends just really wanted me on stage. They kept pointing to me for all the audience bits. Um, Catherine did bring me up on stage. I ended up getting body shots off um, Bamboo Suicide. And then, um, yeah, she kept me on for this dance contest, and I really wouldn't leave. I was like, like, she was being so polite about getting everyone off the stage that I just took that as an invitation, which now I've learned my lesson of being on the other end. I'm like, I have to really be adamant about how to tell people it's time to get off the stage. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, that was a great experience. I won that contest and then I saw a video of it. And then, um, after that, I, about a month later, I kept saying I was going to reach out to them, find out when they were auditioning before I could even ask, they posted auditions and I flew myself to LA and what did that process. But as soon as I walked into the room, I remember thinking to myself, like I have done so many auditions in New York and just heartbreaking at that point and I never had like body or look or whatever it was that people were looking for and these other parts that I was trying to fulfill that didn't work like they, nobody else was putting a woman like me on stage right. so 
Um, I was really insecure about even this audition. I was like, I don't even fit in here. These girls are super tatted, super fierce. And that's what I thought. I, I had that misconception that many people do. Um, so then I went into the audition and I just thought, I just spent so much money to get here just for this, this one little chance <laughs> right. opportunity. I can't, I can't mess it up. So I wanted to make sure they understood that I did that. So I immediately, um, you know, as soon as the choreographer, Manway, said, hey, um, how are you guys doing today? I was like, oh, I'm jet lagged, but I'm so excited. And he's like, where are you from? I said, New York. And then he looked at me and his eyes got wide. And he goes, oh, my gosh, you're that crazy bitch from New York. We jumped up on stage and danced that one time. And, like, he remembered and he looked at me and he's like, don't disappoint me, New York. And I guess I didn't because <laughs> then I haven't left that ever since. And now I, I actually get to host auditions like that all the time for girls and I've brought auditions to New York as well and it's just been like a full circle and a huge honor. Well, you know, it's also think about how innovative this is as well because it's almost impossible now to to imagine a world where, you know, the alternative look or the alternative model type or kind of a, of an all-inclusive type kind of thing, you know, didn't even exist just a few exits back down the road, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it is, it it is was, crazy. But so that's why I think it's it's important to to remind people and document that that it was people like you and the movement and what you guys are doing that has brought this into such a much more of a uh, you know, I won't say mainstream but it's you know it, it's such a such a much bigger thing now where now people kind of go well hey I I could do that whereas you know like you said before there was little to zero opportunities. Uh, yeah. know, in that way. Now, for fun, though, like, what do you think was that happened at that? Like I said, reason why you know they were still talking about you as the crazy bitch from your. Yeah. What do you think happened that night on stage that made them remember you so much? Um, I mean, it was crazy. I mean, I I, I went a little crazy. I took everything off. <laughs> um, but it was it wasn't just that. I just I was just having fun. I mean, I was there with my best friends. They're used to me being just silly and I didn't I I wasn't you know uh, shy and I definitely um, was used to stages so to me I didn't feel like I was in front of and so much an SG audience I was in front of my friends that were right in front of me and I I just I was just having a great time and yeah I was I remember after that it was a really awesome feeling because I got off stage and like at the end of the show I was walking um, to the coat check and again, I had a whiskey that night, and then all of the SG fans were like, "Thank you, thank you so much." Thank-. And I was like, "I don't know what this means. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> right. Like, why are people thanking me? Like, these girls just put on this crazy badass show. Like, there's no way that these people are talking to me." Um, but um, I think I portrayed like a uh, woman, like w- which is what we do to this day, all of us. Um, we each portray a woman on stage that. Um, you know, that might be in the audience, you know, and like people, right. women in the audience kind of identify with that. And so I think those are, that's where the thank yous come from, from the men and the women. They want to see real women on stage with real bodies. So I, I definitely had no shame. I went up there and shook my cellulite until I was kicked off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was, there was no gong for you, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's... yeah, no, pretty much. <laughs> but, but, but the, I mean, again, again, I think it's very important to, you know, 
to document again for our listeners, you know, how innovative that is and, and how fearless that is and what, and what has kept comes, you know, since that, what was born from that. And again, like I said, now you're on the other side of it. You know, we caught the show in Dallas, uh, you know, a few weeks ago. And one thing I love is how interactive, like I said, the show is and how it's very inclusive. And again, now you're on the other side of it. You're bringing people up on stage. Has there any been a situation where you brought people up on stage where you were thinking, hey, you should probably stick around, like, with us? Yeah, all, all the time, actually. That's my favorite thing to do. I mean, I have girls that come to the show, and I had a girl and um, a few girls in St. Petersburg that came prepared, and that happens all the time. They're like, I heard your story. I'm going to be the girl tonight. I'm going to get on stage. I'm going to win this contest. You know, um, and to be honest, like, we're all, all of us are in that together. Like, Suicide Girls is a, a huge community that doesn't want to stop growing. We want as many Suicide right. Girls. It's up to them to apply. It's up to them to put out the steps um, and really, like, kind of discover um, that side of themselves because we're we're ready for them. So, like, when we have shows, it's kind of cool because we're constantly recruiting girls as well. You know, the girl, from the moment the girls enter the front door um, and get to the merch area and purchase a T-shirt, the merch girls are like, oh, my God, holy shit, did you see that girl? She's so cute. Like, she's got to apply. She's got to apply to be on the set girl. And we'll, like, talk to each other. Did you see the girl with the purple hair today? Did you see that girl that was up front? Oh, right. my God, did anybody get her um, a card? Like, you know, we got to get that girl. And, like, on stage, I've pulled girls aside for sure. And Missy Suicide made appearances at show, who's the creator of Suicide Girls. And I love it when she kind of has that opportunity, too, like, where it kind of brings her back to the first days of recruitment. And she used to meet girls, like, in coffee houses. Now there's girls, like, wearing SG merch, jumping up on a stage, like, really um, – celebrating her brand and she's just like oh my gosh like before I used to have to have these meetings with these girls like in these coffee houses and now I just have to be like hey do you want to become a suicide girl and they're screaming absolutely so it's really really crazy how things have changed over the last 16 years yeah well you know, it casts such a great net though too you know what I mean because you have the suicide girls that maybe haven't been part of the show that are in their hometown and then when the show comes to town then it's again this kind of community uh reunion yeah no absolutely and everywhere we go we feel like we meet it feels like we all know each other already first of all like that's what social media does it really connects people in that way where i'm already um pretty familiar with these girls and even if i wasn't even if it's a new hopeful or you know a new suicide girl that i haven't met before there's this connection that we're all part of this um, so-called sorority like that you know it, we right. didn't realize became what it was so like now right. it, it, it is a community feeling and our biggest fans are our suicide girls in the town so my favorite thing is is getting to a town where we have really enthusiastic enthusiastic suicide girls so like when we were at St. Petersburg those, those were like I mean some of our most excited SGs are there they just couldn't wait um for us to pull up and um, they're dying to entertain you. And it, it, which if you had discussed being on the road before, you know how like not every day you can really party or like, you know, be you know, yes. like, it, so that's always tough because you meet all these cute girls all over the world, but you can't always like, you know, party or do this or that, but it's so nice to meet them. And it's so nice to yeah. like, um, spend a show day with them. They also are part of our street teams and um, we invite them to the show as our guests. And it's just, it's a big family is what it is. Well, you know, we had Missy on, uh, you know, the, the founder of Suicide Girls, and, and she said 
that if you ask any of the, any of the girls, they'll say that the thing that they uh, have enjoyed or have probably value the most is the the friendships and the relationships that they have made. That this I mean, this is a real community, <clears throat> and for us. One thing I really loved uh, by being at the shows is, again, is the fans and the people that show up are so fun and just as, I don't know, they're just as entertaining or are almost as, it, it, it seems like, you know, it's not a separation between show and audience. It seems like just one kind of big party, doesn't it? Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's, well, that that comes from the idea of the site as well. Like the audience is our site. That's that's our, right. that's where that audience began. So like that was all. When you apply to be a suicide girl, you're there with the with the members. You're applying just like any other member on the site. You're entering this, um, you know, another social media platform, um, and making friends and becoming a part of an active community that you identify with already. So like, I mean, I've met so many people that I'm already um, connected with on the site at shows tonight. I have um, a couple of. Um, supporters coming that um, not only are doing media, but they, um, you know, are uh, supporting the girls on their own creative projects, on their Patreons and things like that, and also, like, have been lifetime members on suicidegirls.com. Um, and it's just crazy how, like, some one guy that you met at a VIP suddenly becomes, like, a guy, I'll never forget his name, you know? Like, that's, that's right. my buddy. And, and it's I'll be in like the UK, like way up in Newcastle. And I remember one of um, my photographers for Elite Online Magazine was like, "Oh yeah, like this dude just joined the stream." And I'm like, "Oh, I remember I met him in Sydney like four years ago at a Blackheart show. He's a member of Suicide Girls, you know." And um, and and they it, all of a sudden it's like you know you just have a buddy that you know is always there supporting, and it, it's crazy how like. Two days ago, we actually were saying hi to some VIPs. Sometimes our VIPs aren't who you think they would be, you know? Right. Um, and I was like, these guys were much older, and they were they were the sweetest, most supportive VIPs, and they um, just want to make sure we were fed and all this stuff. And it was so we're like, oh my god, we're okay. They're so cute. <laughs> um, and they kept asking if we could use anything, and I, we, me and Shay, we remembered their names, and they were like, how do you remember that? Like, you guys go to, like, over 63 cities a tour, and um, we're like, we don't, I don't know, like, we just don't forget, like, people make an impression, and when you're enjoying what you do, and you meet somebody who really appreciates what you do, like, now that person's in your life on some level, so we're really, really a tight community. Well, uh, you know, for for sure, I wanted I wanted to I was going to wait to the end to tell you this, but I was going to share something uh, uh, with you. Actually, is that something that you did for me actually personally that I appreciated was a few years ago. I think this was like two or three years ago. It was the day that all that horrible thing went down in Paris, and uh, with that whole shooting yeah. thing that went down. And some of my uh, one of my best friends is in the band Eagles of Death Metal. Um, now again, I, I don't in, I don't endorse what the, what, <laughs> what the singer is currently making headlines for right now. But my but my yeah. friend David is in that band, and uh, and I was um, we were at the show in Dallas that the day that happened. And I don't know for whatever reason, like you came out like early, just a little bit. I think this was after the VIP, but before the show started. And I I don't know. I just I just happened to be the closest guy at the bar, I guess. And you uh, just kind of grabbed me and said, hey, um, 
do a shot with me. And then, and we were both, <laughs> and we were both kind of feeling, you know, the kind of the kind of the the, the kind of the dark cloud of, of what had happened that yeah, day. And then we used everybody that was, was kind of kind of feeling it. And then I was yeah, I had a friend there as well, so it was crazy. I know. And so that's what I'm saying. That you, you and I were relating about that because you had a friend there. My friend Dave was on stage, and then. Uh, you and I'm not a big drinker, and so you and uh, so you ended up buying me uh, whiskey shots <laughs> Yay. to make me feel oh, that's uh, so funny. Uh, better about that. So I wanted to tell you that I didn't, I never forgot that, and I, and I appreciate it. Oh, that makes me so happy! Wow, like that's so funny. I because I I barely get a chance to ever do that. Like, I, first of all, I barely ever even have my wallet around, so I can never even be like near like the any bar or anything like that. But I love that you remember that. That's that was a crazy time. And actually, yeah, that the friend that of mine that was at that show. He had um, he's another like crazy story where like it was somebody that like had bought my prints off of Suicide Girls and um, right. had, you know, was just a big fan who was very supportive. He worked for MTV Paris and he was at that show. And then after that happened, he took like, he took a break from like life, came to the U.S. and I showed him around L.A. And when I went to Paris for the first time, his family hosted me. Like, it's just, that's how SG is. Like, you make friends internationally, like you can go anywhere and you can like, have a home because um, we really take care of our people. <laughs> I, I mean, totally. And I never, and I never forgot that. And again, I wanted to have the chance to thank you for that. At, at, oh, what, point, at what point did you, uh, you know, obviously um, you went from being a part of black heart burlesque and all that stuff, but, but then you, you know, quickly kind of became kind of the host uh, and you've got, you know, this really ex- amazing extroverted personality and stuff. So when did you go from being just like a cast member to, to, to like hosting the show? Um, I was actually hired as an MC. Yeah. When I was, I was very vocal at my audition. As <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about earlier. And, um, you know, after, you know, having a conversation with the owners, they wanted to know more about me. They're like, this is crazy girl from New York. And I think after, like, a couple conversations, they were like, have you ever emceed before? And I was like, yeah, I do it every weekend, actually. I hi, I have my own burlesque production in New York, and I um, also um, i am a wedding singer. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, do all the weddings and bar mitzvahs, and um, it, was, it was really cool to, like, be such a fangirl and then go from, like, I'm seeing like bar mitzvahs to be having this opportunity. And I, I mean, I was an actress as well, but like my true MC days were in those wedding halls, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, it was, it was definitely, um, but yeah, I was hired as MC, but I, what I did was um, they sent me to Australia to train and kind of know the show before I attempted it. And then, um, but within two months I was emceeing our Canadian tour that year. Well, now, so they already knew, because I was asking this too, they already knew you could sing then, because I was going to ask you, at what point did they, did you, they go, oh, because I don't want to give too many spoilers away for those who haven't seen the show, but you do the craziest, most awesome thing ever with the whole Little Mermaid thing where you sing. And you, and you sing well, sing really well. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, well, that was another crazy thing. So if you bring it, if you rewind back to the night I first saw the girls live in New York what not a lot of people know that's crazy is that that same night I took a train to Port Authority upstate and it was so stressful in Port Authority that my friends asked me to sing a song for them 
and the I couldn't remember the um, clean version to The Little Mermaid because I had already done that song so many times in my old show. And <laughs> okay, and okay. I, I, it's a song that I had um, done with um, a, um, a past troupe of mine that one of my friends had written and performed. So um, I I was just used to it was just one of my favorite songs, and um, I realized I couldn't really sing it in public because it was very inappropriate. <laughs> and it's kind of crazy how like that night foreshadowed so much. Like you're actually going to be singing this for a long time. Um, so when I started doing the show. First of all, what's crazy is if you think back to 2004, 2005, this show didn't have an MC at the time. It was just um, dance acts after dance acts, which is actually pretty cool and um, a different kind of show. And then, you know, in 2013, they added an MC. And then when I joined at the end of my second tour, which was a Canada, I did Australia and Canada, um, I was one of our um, one of our bosses was on the bus on the tour bus with us and one of the girls was like Sunny does this funny, funny song you should hear it and I was really shy about it um and but but I just sang it for shits and giggles and then they were like you got to do that in the show you got to do it we don't have anything like that and I just thought oh my gosh no 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 like this is so cheesy for you guys like I just always thought of suicide girls like I kind of like had the stigma in my mind that like these when I saw the show especially like the girls were so like they were doing like Tank Girl and Kill Bill and Wisowski yeah. and Star Wars and it was it was more of like this like girl power like badass show and then I came in and I was like I can do Harry Potter and uh, Little Mermaid and I, I didn't think that would be celebrated but that's what I love about this production is that those those things those like little um, nerdums of ours um, we can help bring them to life because there's a whole audience out there um, that can identify with that as well, that are SG yeah. fans. So after that, yeah, I started, um, after that I dyed my hair red and there was no going back um, with that one. But it's kind of funny that you say that because for the first time ever on tour right now, I'm um, putting that number aside um, and I didn't want to. However, um, it was important to us to talk about some of the things that are going on today with well, things that have always been going on with women in the industry and any industry. And so um, Missy um, worked with myself, um, Brixie Suicide, and Shay Suicide um, on recording um, a song. And it was a cover to The Grace You Don't Own Me. And we do a, a kind of like a little Time's Up piece. And we really speak about, you know, female empowerment. And there's like rapping and there's singing and we're kind of like a little SG girl group for a moment on stage. And it's really, it's a powerful moment. And every night yeah. we do it, I, I cry off stage. Like, I'm just like, this is, I'm so glad we're doing this. You know, like I, I, you know, I'll, I'll put Mermaid aside for a second to talk about this, you know, and it's you fantastic. can see the audience react. They're like really listening. And then at the end, they just erupt. And we weren't sure how it was going to go over. We, It's too, um, uh, it's kind of a handmade tale theme. Yeah, well, not kind of. It is a handmade you know, theme, and um, yeah, I I was wondering like if it would really read. Is it going to work? You know, if not, we'll put Mermaid back in. But no, of course, it, it worked out great, and I'm so glad. So it's kind of nice to like now that we have established you know the show and all the stuff. Now we can also speak up, and uh, that's um, really made this tour uh, my favorite yet. Well, because you're using your platform, you know, to do something. I mean, also have a responsibility 
to, to use that platform to, to speak about something you know important, it's important to you. Uh, it's unifying, and I, I think it's fantastic. I remember Missy telling me you guys were going to do this, and uh, and, and I'm, I'm so glad. And, and the response has got to be uh, pretty, pretty, pretty profound. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, no, absolutely. Like I, as an art, I mean, that's like I feel like if you. It's almost any artist's dream, you know what I mean? Like, um, you want to be a voice of your generation on some level. You want to join in on the conversation. You don't want to be one of the silent ones just getting by. So especially when you have such an amazing platform like this, um, that already does that on its own, you know? Right, right, right. You know, so I'm just really grateful that Missy um, gave us that opportunity because it's definitely a dream. Well, you know, it, it really again it casts such a such a great canvas that you really can you know what I mean can fill in with all the things that you want to do, and that's what makes the show so unique, is because you know on one hand, sure, I mean it's super fun and it's super sexy and and but it's also relevant uh, and and it's constantly changing and like you said it. Um, you know, depending on not only what, what tastes are, but, you know, when you hear music that you recognize and then you see an image that you recognize and it's molded together and then it's done in a sexy way, but also in a fun way, but also in a, you know, in an important way that's communicating something, you know, to the audience and they're sharing that moment, it makes for a very, very unique experience. And so I, I encourage anybody who has not seen this show uh get your ass to uh to one of these shows coming because you guys are going to be on tour this leg uh for how long um we um end this tour on May 12th um okay. and then we actually have a fall US tour that we just booked and we're adding dates to that daily so I've been letting everybody know that if you feel like you missed out on a ticket opportunity for this tour Keep checking out BlackHeartBurlesque.com. Check out what cities we're adding to our fall dates because um, we have so many awesome new talent and new numbers, and um, it's not it's not going to be the show that you saw before. And I even on this tour, we are changing up um, our set list and our talent um, weekly almost. You know, like every three weeks, you kind of have a new show. Yeah. So um, it's like I've had. Um, fans come to three shows on this tour, you know, if not more. So I think one came to four, you know, so it's it's definitely um, uh, something that you, you want to catch in the spring and the fall. So uh, let our, our listeners know where they can find tickets. Where can they find you on the interwebs? Where can they find out more about Suicide Girls and if they want to be a Suicide Girl, they want to be on the tour? Let our listeners know how they can find all that out. Yeah, well, um, for Suicide Girls, anywhere, you know, just Suicide Girls across the platform. It's going to come up by Suicide Girls. I think on Snapchat, it's like SG Suicide Girls. Um, um, our Instagram for our show, if you want to meet the dancers, get to know them, um, get to know, like, what's, what's going on with auditions and really have, like, um, more of a direct knowledge of um, the tour and the ticket links and all that, you're going to um, follow SG Black Harperlesque Instagram. Um, but suicidegirls.com, as soon as you just um, uh, type that in, you're going to, like, if you remember, um, the dates come up right on the top for a city near you. But the number one place where you're going to go, always, um, if you want to learn more about the show, you want to see some videos and a gallery, and, and the next time we're going to be at a city near you, just go to blackcarpolis.com. As soon as you type that in, the closest city near you that's booked the most recently is going to come right at the top. 
and it's going to let you know when we're going to be there. Um, and we'll and have... that's going to be updated uh, daily, actually, right now. Our girls are back at headquarters right now working on booking venues for the next tour. So okay. make sure to keep checking that out daily. Fantastic. And we'll have links to that, of course, too, on our website, of course, at trickykid.com. And, Sunny, where can they find you personally on, on the interwebs? Um, yeah, you guys can find me. Um, everything's under Miss Sunny Holiday. Um, that's across the board. That's my Instagram, my website, my shop, all the things. Um, it's M-I-S-S-S-U-N-N-Y Holiday. So there's three S's stuck in there. <laughs> <laughs> Sunny, I can't thank you enough for joining us this week on Tricky Kid Radio. Uh, I, it's been such a pleasure to have you. No, it's been such an honor, and thanks for doing that shot with me that one time. I can't wait to have that opportunity again. <laughs> uh, we, we will do. We will definitely do it soon, for sure. Hey, folks, this is Brian O'Halloran. You might know me from such iconic classic films as Clerks, Mallrats, Chasing Amy, Vulgar. Anyway, you're listening to Tricky Kid Radio. Hi, this is Marilyn Gigliotti. Most people know me as Veronica from Clerks. It ain't 37. Tricky Kid Radio with Roy Turner. Hey, everybody. This is actor-musician Scott Schiaffo, best known from the Kevin Smith films Clerks and Vulgar. You are listening to Tricky Kid Radio with Roy Turner. Again, I want to thank Miss Sunny Holiday uh, for joining us. Man, she is the she was born to do it. She is the perfect uh, MC for this show or any other show. Anything that she does is so great and so fun. Um, so again, speaking of, of cosplay and fun and awesome, wanted to remind you that we're actually going to be uh, this coming weekend um, in Dallas, Texas, downtown. One of the biggest uh, cosplay uh, fan expos uh, in anywhere in North America and especially the biggest show of the year uh, in Dallas and probably the biggest show in Texas is the uh, is Fan Expo Dallas and man it is freaking packed this year. Uh, the cast of Back uh, Back to the Future is going to be there. Uh, they're going to have a 2001 dance party. They're going to have a screening because it's like the 50th anniversary of 2001: A Space Odyssey, which is like my favorite movie ever. Like Jeff Goldblum, Ben Affleck, um, Billy D. Williams, Lando Calrissian himself. Uh, and lots and lots of great cosplay. Uh, my girl Joni Brosis is going to be there. Uh, Jessica Nagiri, uh, Leanna Vamp, all the major players in the world of cosplay are going to be there. Uh, Chuck Norris, the cast of Stranger Things. It's going to be a great, great, great weekend. Uh, we will be out there in full force. Uh, Tricky Kid Radio will be doing the show live on the floor, on the, ex on the expo floor. Uh, and I also, my alter ego, DJ Tricky Kid, will be playing some after parties as well. So... Definitely get your tickets. Look for us. Come say hi. Uh, it's going to be a great, great, great weekend, and we're very, very, very much looking forward to it. So uh, moving right along. Now, normally we do like uh, the show of the week. Uh, I'm sorry, the song of the week. Thank you. Uh, but it's a special show. Suicide Girls are here. So we're going to do, uh, do two songs uh, this week. I'm completely and totally in love uh, with this band secrecies you know we're, we're speaking about dallas texas and my hometown uh and the upcoming fan expo and i wanted to bring you some music from uh, a local artist that's probably soon going to be a very global artist uh, the band is called secrecies uh the song is called hole in my heart and i completely fell in love with this track it's also on a great great label um uh, great label out of dallas called idle records um 
My man, Irv Coelis, shout out to him. He's been putting out such great music for over 20 years. Uh, and it's just, like, just putting it's just a lot of great stuff out, always. Anything on Outer Records, I've always have loved. And here we are 20 years later, and nothing has changed in that regard. So I'm, I'm pleased to bring you uh, the single Hole in My Heart from Dallas's Secrecies. Uh, definitely check them out. Uh, go online. Uh, look them up. I'll have links on the website as well. Now you can find out more about this great band and this great release. And then we'll be right back with the choreographer of Suicide Girls Black Heart Burlesque Lyric Suicide. And once again, this is Secrecy's Hole in My Heart. Okay, well, this is Sam Jones Flash Gordon. 
I'm with Roy Turner at Tricky Kid Radio. And you better be tuning in, or I will find you. Yes, I will. Yes. Joining us now for our special episode on Suicide Girls Blackheart Burlesque is Lyric Suicide, who is actually the choreographer. Uh, that makes the show kick so much ass, all those great uh, routines with uh, with all the great music and all the great moves. So excited to have you. Lyric, welcome to Tricky Kid Radio. Hi. I'm so happy to be a part of this. <laughs> so when did you first hear or when you first became familiar with Suicide Girls? I actually was familiar with Suicide Girls when I was younger, probably way too young to be looking at the website. <laughs> um <laughs> My older sister actually showed me um, the site, and I was a fan of all these awesome girls who had tattoos and lived their lives and stuff, and I was just like, these girls are awesome. But I never thought that I would be a part of it, Um, so I was, you know, it didn't happen until years later where I actually became a part of Suicide Girls, but I definitely was a fan when I was about 12, (laughs) 13 years old. Well, let let our listeners, of course, you know, have an idea. Uh, also, how old are you currently, and where are you from? I'm 25 years old. I'm from California, but I'm currently living in Arizona. Gotcha. Okay. So, so, it, so you were, and so at what point? Obviously, you were at least 18, of course. So, at what point did <laughs> you decide to suddenly think that maybe this might be something you'd want to be a part of? Um, I was actually 20 years old when I auditioned for the Black Harper list. Um, I was doing, you know, a day job where I worked in retail and like, I've always been a dancer since high school. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to try to make a career out of my dancing. And I, my sister, the same sister who showed me Suicide Girls years ago, actually (laughs) showed me their social media posts online. And I was like, this is perfect timing in my life. Like, let me go audition and let's just see what happens. And I made it. <laughs> and at that point, you, I mean, like I said, you guys have been, uh, you know, have been fans for, for, for a while. Uh, and so when you, they had the audition, did you let them know at what point that you also, I mean, obviously you told them that you were a dancer, but where did you suddenly taking over as the choreographer? At what point did that begin? Um, I want to say it was definitely past, it was my second year, um, doing, you know, the tour. I was just one of the dancers and I, you know, just expressed interest in wanting to do more. And, you know, like I know, you know, I wanted to give ideas to the managers and they are just so open to the girls, you know, sharing ideas, especially when it comes to like, you know, different solos or different themes. And so I kind of just started expressing interest in that. And honestly, it was like a blink of the eye where one day, we had our next round of rehearsals and they told me to kind of organize it at all and get all the dancers scheduled. And it kind of just fell into my lap and I was grand with it. <laughs> well, and so do you have any formal, like, you know, education in terms of choreography or is this just something that comes natural to you? Like, <laughs> so I'm definitely self-taught dancer. I have no, um, you know, training backgrounds, like girls grow up taking classes. I didn't experience that. Um, And I taught myself. I was in dance teams all throughout high school, and I started teaching in studios at the age of 16. Um, I was teaching, like, little kids, and it was, like, my favorite thing just to teach these little kids, like, little choreography and stuff. And I began teaching adults and doing go-go dancing, and I definitely feel like I have, like, a natural thing for it because I'm not blessed like the other girls. I didn't get to take ballet and stuff growing up, but it kind of makes my style more unique because it's all taught from myself, you know? (laughs) 
Well, well, yeah, for sure. You know, it's kind of like any any artist, any true artist is going to have to kind of make their own way. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I'm the kind of guy where I, I couldn't be in somebody else's movie. I, I'd have to write it, direct it, you know, kind of not not because I'm Run a control your own thing. freak. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not that I'm a control freak. It's just that I'm just I've always kind of been that square peg in the round hole, as it were. You know. Yeah, no, definitely me too. <laughs> I like to get all aspects and create all of it, you know what I mean? So I can just, I don't know, I kind of like having the control. Like maybe it's a control thing, but I don't know, enjoy well, it. Well, <laughs> but don't you think you always thrive, though? Because, again, if you were doing somebody else's dance steps, like knowing that these are your dance steps, this is this is your show, uh, in a sense, it's, it's got to inspire you so much more to kind of top yourself, which is, translates to benefiting the audience yeah i you know like um on our last tour i choreographed a bunch of numbers and on this one you know they wanted a new number and it's our new rick and morty number and i was like obviously so ready to choreograph but i was like i want to challenge myself like i want to make this a little different than what i have been doing and it's so nice to have the outlet of being able to not only like grow as a choreographer, but like also I'm still getting challenges like thrown at me and it just kind of keeps it alive and it helps me better myself because I always try to just push to be at the top. <laughs> so I well, be better sh- than my old self. <laughs> right, right. Well, the show kicks ass. We caught it in Dallas uh, last Friday oh. and it is outstanding. I've We've been the last couple of years and it just keeps getting better and better and bigger and more awesome, and you're, you know, you know, in terms of the, the performance and the choreography, you're the engine. That's why we had to have you on the, on the show, man, you know? Aw, I feel special. <laughs> well, now, tell me this now, because you would have to kind of have your finger on the pulse of pop culture, because one thing that makes the show so cool is that, you know, cosplay is a real big deal, and, mm-hmm. you know, and so, and kind of the cosplay world is also kind of the punk world, so it's kind of a neat and sometimes very, very opposite. So it's so neat to see those things combined. But if you're going to come up with these ideas, do you do just the choreography or do you also suggest the aesthetic? Um, You know, what? I always suggest different themes and stuff, but I definitely will take mostly credit of just doing choreography and help, like, coordinating costumes to certain themes. But when it comes to, you know, creating and coming up with the actual themes of the numbers, like, Star Wars and Rick and Morty, um, the managers of Suicide Girls are so amazing at that, and they're also amazing at listening to all the dancers. So a lot of the solos that are in the show, the girls came up with these different ideas, and they're like, I want to be Marla Singer from Fight Club. And, like, you know, these girls try to pick, you know, what means the most to them and, like, their their favorite movie and stuff that they know people are going to love as well. And uh, definitely can't take all the credit on that end. Um, these girls are amazing, and the managers are amazing for, you know, letting girls suggest different themes. Well, see, what's also so cool about it, too, is that you can you can just kind of tell when you're watching it, or at least it's very convincing that, that you're not watching people cosplaying stuff that they're unfamiliar with. I mean, you, it really yeah. comes off that, you know, that this is, you know, this is what would be happening anyway. We're just happening to be sharing it with us today. You know what I mean? So yeah, I think it's the sincerity of it is is what makes it makes it such a success. Yeah, you know what? It's like even my solo. My solo is very new, and 
it's new out like you know it's black panther is my um new solo which is the new movie that's out and it's a big deal with everything that's going on right now currently in the world and yeah, i had to educate yeah. myself you know what i mean and i definitely went home and i did my homework and i did my homework about all of it and i put all that passion of the things that i learned onto stage and like i know every single one of these girls they have their own like you know, they're, it's them. Their solos are their time to get onto stage and show who they are and what, you know, what matters to them. So it's, it's just, it, there's a beauty behind it, and I love it. Absolutely. <laughs> I never get bored of the show. <laughs> totally. So also, uh, so what would you say if you had to pick a favorite? Uh, let's do two of them. Let's do, let's do one because you, you basically have choreography. If you go see the show right now, Every act or every routine is your choreography. Is that correct? So there are some numbers that are choreographed by our older choreographer, which is Man Wei. He's okay. worked with different celebrities and stuff. So like our opening number, um, he choreographed that. And there is um, Star Wars. He choreographed that one as well. So there's like a tiny handful of the ones that he choreographed. And then um, the rest of them are me. So Good. that's like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's cool. So tell me this then. Tell me, like, give me two of them. Tell me your favorite to perform in, and then tell me your favorite that you that is of your choreography. So my favorite to perform in, my first one is Rick and Morty, which is a very new number in the show. Yeah. Um, it's such a high energy number, and it's a funny number. And the reason why I enjoy it so much is because it's a challenge for me because I'm, like, very Wiccan, witchy girl, and I like to do very serious acts and stuff with my own solos when I perform on, like, off of tour. And so Rick and Morty was a challenge for me to not only choreograph, but to perform every night because you have to play this whole other character. Um, so in the beginning, we have, you know, <laughs> we have, what's his name, Rick comes out, and we have all these booty backup dancers, and so we're, like, <laughs> you know, shaking our butts and laughing and, you know, dancing around on the stage, and it's very high energy, and that's a challenge for me. And, you know, so it's now become my favorite because I like that challenge of, you know, playing the character and getting into that mental state of, like, yeah, this is about to <laughs> this is about to wake the crowd up. This is about to make some smiles happen. So I, that's right. definitely my favorite. <laughs> right. Um, you can feel anticipation, you know. Yeah, exactly. And my other favorite, which is the complete opposite, and this was actually choreographed by Manway, um, this is Fifty Shades of Grey. So you have the three girls in the harnesses, and they're actually handcuffed and blindfolded in chairs. And then you have Mr. Grey. And, you you know, you have all these women that are have different interactions with Mr. Grey, and it's more of a sexy, you know, submissive kind of feel throughout the whole entire number, and I actually play Mr. Gray, so it's like I like having that dominant character, but it's very sexy and slow, so that that one is my second favorite. That, that's kind of a headliner, though, isn't it? Is, didn't that kind of come towards the end? I don't want to spoil it for people who haven't seen the show yet, and uh, but that, I remember that number very, very clearly. <laughs> uh, and, and <laughs> it kind of came, comes at the end, right? It's, it's one of the last numbers that you do. Yes, it is. Um, and, you know, that one's definitely a crowd favorite as well, and it's definitely an energy shift in the show as well. So it's towards the end of the show, and um, it's kind of like 
the breather the breather part less cosplay but more of us showing that you know hey we can right. be sexy too <laughs> right right it's, it's 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 kind of the the duality of it which makes it so fun is that it's sexy it's fun <laughs> it's playful and something else i really like about it and for such creative people like all of you are it, i love this kind of this kind of canvas uh that allows you to create to pretty much make it whatever you want you know what i mean yeah. there's a lot of so is there a lot of freedom there? Like I know that there are some things, of course, that like have you ever have you ever submitted an idea that was rejected? Um, oh yeah, hundred percent. Because we throw out so many ideas. Like I can, oh my god, I've thrown out fifty plus ideas to the managers, you know. And so it's very important on what we put into the show because not only do we want it to flow from the first number to the last number, but right. one of our big rules is is that. No matter what the solo is or whatever the number is, the num the, what we are wearing, the costuming, and the song should be recognizable within the first like ten seconds of them viewing you. Totally. The first ten totally. seconds of them, right when the light comes on, right when that song plays, we want people in the crowd to know exactly what we're about to do. And so, you know, you have you have all these ideas and you have all these things that you think are going to be great, but at the same time, it's like they're not going to be as recognizable as they are to you to a crowd of a thousand people. <laughs> so well, well, yeah, cause, because they might be excited about what they're about to see, of course, but there's also that familiarity. The minute they recognize the song, like when I hear like I Antwoord or, or lots of the great music that's in the show, I'm already excited because it's like, oh wow, mm-hmm. they know, you know, they know Di Antwoord. All right, you know, there's that yeah. kind of <laughs> that familiarity there. And I was going to ask you too, in terms of the music, what what role do you play there in terms of, of music selection? Well, um, so just to touch on, like, the music, Missy's really good at um, the music part, but it all of it plays back into what the number and the theme is. So if we're going to do Beetlejuice, we're going to be going shake, 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 Sonara on the stage because that's one song that you will hear and you'll think Beetlejuice, you know? Right. So we try right. to get the closest one. We use Spotify a lot for that as well. So, like, if there is a certain theme that we look up, we'll look up the actual um, album on Spotify and whatever the most played song is from that, you know, movie album, then um, we'll choose that song just because we want it to be the most recognizable. Um, there are situations where, like, our Slave Leia, we don't really have a Slave Leia song, and we have to do research and, you know, present other songs. So that's where I either come in or um, the dancers themselves, they'll pitch ideas of what song they want to use. But most of the time, it's like, if there's a theme, we already have the song assigned without even knowing it. We just have to <laughs> do our research on the soundtracks. Well, you guys have done a great job because I said to me the music is is so awesome and fits right with it and it's just it's like its own kind of star of the show as well, you know. Yeah. So you say um, I, that you go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Um, I was just gonna say something that like um, my manager um, made a good point at one time, and it was like, you know, when someone goes to a concert, their favorite highlight of the night besides seeing the artist is being able to sing along to the songs that they're hearing. Right, so people like right. to go to concerts and they like that familiar, like, you know, it being familiar with what the lyrics are and being able to yell out at the top of your lungs with a right. people in the room and they can't hear you because you just enjoy that. And so that's right. what we try to do with our show. It's not only the visual parts of seeing the beautiful dancers and the costumes and the whole, you know, work that we put into the production, but it's also, you know, come and sit down and be comfortable and listen to the music that you love as well and references that you love and can relate to. 
And you guys are going to be on tour for pretty much most of the summer, right? When does this first leg last through? So um, we are on tour right now. I'm actually, like, walking in the bus right now. And we are touring until May uh, May 12th, that's it. And then we have a few months off in the summertime, and then we start back up in September for our fall tour. So we have a little break during the summer. To all our listeners, go see this show. Tell everybody where they can find you uh, and more information about Suicide Girls on the interwebs. So for Suicide Girls, you can look up Suicide Girls or Suicide Girls Black Harper on any social media. To find tickets and dates and cities about our show, you can go to blackheartburlesque.com. And we have a cute little promo video so you can check it out before you buy tickets so you know what you're getting into. And myself, you can find me on social media, and my name is Lyric, and my handle is Lyric Not Lyric, and I'll explain that. Okay. Um, my spelling, <laughs> my spelling's a little weird, so it's uh, L I R Y C, and then my Instagram is L I R Y C N O T L Y R I C. So I spell it weird, but it's. Not correct. <laughs> hey, like I said, we just already discussed that we're 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 different type type of folk there. So <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> so 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 explain the handle name. Um, people get confused with the spelling all the time, and I like to consider myself, you know, unique and different. That's and so right. I'm like, I just correct them right away. So if they need to look me up, it gets them used to the spelling of my name, which is. You know, so it's like lyric, not the correct spelling, you know. <laughs> right, right. Lyric, not lyric. <laughs> yeah. Love it. I kind of like it. it. <laughs> so you do you said you also do some performances uh, outside of Suicide Girls? Did you say that earlier? Yes. Yeah. So, so, so when you're not on tour with Suicide Girls, where can they find lyric, not lyric? Um, I'm actually taking a break from this tour. I leave for about three weeks, and I'm going to be in Palm Springs working a festival, and I'll be one of the dancers there. Um, so the festival is called The Dinah, and it's this huge lesbian festival in Palm Springs. So I'll be there with a bunch of other dancers, and we'll be dancing the summer away, getting ready for it. the heat, man, this heat in Palm Springs. <laughs> I and, toured... uh, Miles... Go ahead. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I toured uh, with – you're familiar, of course, with Peaches. Yes. Oh, my gosh, you did? So I I toured with her from, from 2008 to 2010. Um, and I – was this festival around during that time? Because I feel like that happened at one point years ago. Um, it's always in the, the first weekend of April. So it's always around that time. So if you were – in that area, then it definitely was that. And there's like ten, like, like, all over like, the city. Like 10 years ago it was? It was happening like 10 years uh-huh. ago? Okay. Yeah, it's been yeah, going on for years. Because the minute you said I was like, you know, because being on tour with her uh, I, I exposed me to a, a whole lot of different uh, new fun uh, adventures uh, that were that were awesome. Um, and <laughs> I was – I was surprised not to hear. Uh, uh, I'm sure you guys have probably have featured some of her music in in the shows at some point over the years. Oh, she was definitely saved in our DJ sets because we have a DJ that goes on and opens. And um, Missy Suicide would like to put like playlists together, and of right. course we have to have Peaches. Peaches right, is right. on my personal playlist. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this. And in closing, uh, speaking of the DJ, was that uh, I forget what I was. 
think it was I've been a couple of years ago. Your the DJ did this ill like remix of disclosure. You know that disclosure song, you know that goes when a fire starts to burn. Yes, that's and, used to be in our show. <laughs> yes, and like I forget who I forget what her name was, but it was so awesome that I like I even like tried to like email her and say, hey, can I borrow that for a, like where can I get my hands on? It was so good, and so. Uh, but all around, like I said, listeners, go see this show through May. Check out Lyric, Not Lyric Suicide on the interwebs. <laughs> if you love cosplay, if you love fun, like this, this translates so well to such a wide net, and I think that's why it's such a, such a great show. Lyric, thank you so much for joining us this week, and, uh, and again, good luck on the rest of the tour. Good luck in Palm Springs. And uh, and we'll catch you on down the road. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> of course. Take care. Again, I want to thank all my great guests uh, this week and all the great artists uh, with all the great music. Again, thanks to Missy Suicide, uh, the creator of Suicide Girls and this whole movement. Uh, of course, Sunny Holiday, the great MC. So much fun talking with Sunny. And gosh, Lyric Suicide, putting it all together, making it happen. So go see this show. Go to Blackheart Burlesque. Get your tickets. It's going to be on tour, as Missy said, all through May. It'll be back in the fall. You'll have many chances uh, to see it. Uh, you don't want to miss it. I'm telling you, it's, if you, if you like fun, you will love this show. Great music, great show, great performers, great crowd. Just a great, great time. Again, we want to thank everybody uh, for joining us this week. As always, I'm your host, Roy Turner. Uh, check us out again on Twitter at Tricky Kid and the number two. Uh, you want to subscribe? Go to iTunes, man. It's free. Click the subscribe button. It'll shows just like this will pop up in your iTunes each and every single week. Uh, we got a lot coming up, man. Um, and also dig into archives. We've got so last week we had Mixmaster Mike from the Beastie Boys, members of Anthrax. Uh, the Slayer tour is coming. Um, we've had a lot of great guests. Uh, Naughty by Nature, the cast of Clerks. So, so dig into archives and stay tuned for much, much, much more. Uh, again, you can find us on Facebook under Tricky Kid Radio. Uh, you can find me on Instagram under DJ Tricky Kid. Uh, and yeah, man, go see Suicide Girls Blackheart Burlesque, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>